It is 4 a.m. My name is Neo Gentrix. This is Food for Thought. Thoughts if it were you. I'm going to continue where I left off with the health-themed study, uh, since it was requested me. So the thought that came up this time was, what do we do about food intolerances and allergies? Now, the reason I decided to go ahead and cover this topic is because someone asked me this, and plus I have a roommate who is gluten-free. I'm sorry, he's allergic to, allergic to gluten and can only eat gluten-free stuff. He's not made of gluten-free anything. I have to clarify that because lately I've been saying stuff that have, for whatever reason, don't make any sense logically or when people repeat it. So, moving on with this. Food intolerances and allergies seem to have been increasing lately, you know, but let me ask you this. Is that really the case? Are we just more aware of all the problems that's going on now with our food, okay? You know, or, 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 or how about this one? Are food intolerances just a fashionable way to draw attention to ourselves and, you know, make life more difficult for others? You need to consider this. Now, some people aren't actually allergic, but then there's those others who just say it, you know. And what exactly is the distinction between an intolerance and an allergy? Let's consider that question, too, Okay. That is the whole point of this channel, you know, is to ask these questions, try to come up with a solution and figure it out, you know, defining allergies and intolerances, you know, and while the terms can be considered interchangeable, let me go ahead and give you the definition on all of these, okay? Allergies and intolerances are not the same, first off, okay? A food intolerance is more a delayed reaction to food or substances found in food. It is generally more or less severe and immediate and an immediate than a food uh, allergy. Symptoms are often limited to digestive issues, although they can also cause skin problems and headaches, okay? I know, because I have a few food intolerances, but I do have a few food allergies as well, all right? A food allergy is a reaction from your immune system that occurs soon after you have eaten or come in contact with certain food, okay? It can happen immediately or after a short time, but it's generally not long delayed. The reaction can also be triggered by very small amounts of food. In some cases, simply breathing in, in dust from the allergen can cause a reaction. And this has happened a couple of times, especially from like people who are allergic to peanuts or something like milk. Um, symptoms can include... Oh, uh, let me see here. Skin rash, swelling, including in the mouth and throat, which is very uncomfortable, which can block the airway and nausea. Uh, an extreme allergic reaction known as anaphylactic shock can occur in some sufferers of food allergies. It, it affects all body systems and can also be life-threatening. So there's that. I'm going to take a short break now that I've defined those, and we'll be right back.
and we're back. Keeping with the definitions that I gave you in the last segment, you know, in other words, allergies are reactions linked to your immune system. You know, and like the reaction that you get when you are stung by a bee or a wasp or a touch of a metal, they are rapid. You know, they often result in swelling, which can, if the, if in the mouth or throat, potentially be fatal. You know, allergies can usually be treated with antihistamines taken orally uh, or through shots in certain parts of your body, including your behind. But these can also include vomiting and skin conditions as well. Serious allergies include anaphylaxis uh, or anaphylactic shock, however, require rapid treatment with adrenaline to prevent potentially fatal consequences. You know, and most people are, who are severely allergic to something, including food, are aware of their allergy and carry an adrenaline pin, sometimes known as an EpiPen, even after treatment. They should still seek a medical as, uh, advice as soon as possible after having the allergic reaction regardless, though. Okay, food allergies, on the other hand, are not potentially fatal. Um, I'm sorry, food intolerances. And people with the intolerances can sometimes be unaffected by consuming a small amount of the problem food. But key thing here is a small amount, okay? Intolerances can, however, be extremely uncomfortable, can make people uh, feel quite unwell over a long period of time if undiagnosed. But huge quantities can still make the person sick or cause them to have a major level allergic reaction. So... Keep this in mind. Causes and triggers of all allergies and intolerances are a little unclear, um, but some of them are pretty well known. Okay, the precise cause of an allergy is still unclear, but like I said, in some of the studies, they've shown that the problem is underexposed, that people are more likely to be allergic to things that are new to their immune system. Uh, allergies can also, however, be triggered by rapid overexposure to the allergen in a sensitive part of the body. Uh, going back to the example before that I mentioned, like being stung in the face or head by a wasp, uh, can make you very allergic to wasp stings. However, there's often no obvious trigger point, and people can often, be, uh, are, how do I put this, uh, only become aware that they are severely allergic when they first react to it. So, I mean, if you're not sure, I mean, still have someone on standby in case you do have a reaction. But besides that, perhaps the most well-known allergen is, or allergy is peanuts. This is uh, anecdotal, at least on on the increase. Like it is, however, how do I put it? More likely that peanuts and other nuts are simply becoming more common because they are included in a wide wide range of processed foods. You know, so therefore people are therefore more likely to be exposed to them in, than in the past and become more aware that they are allergic. So I'm going to cover a few intolerances here after this short break. There are several uh, several clear potential causes of food intolerances. Okay, we're going to go ahead and cover that for a second here. Sufferers may lack the enzyme needed to actually digest the food. You know, for example, lactose intolerance is often caused by not having a gene for the enzyme that actually digests it in your body. Um, sensitivity to food additives. Some people are more sensitive to certain chemicals than others. This can be cause problems when they are added to the food. Examples include food coloring, sulfites, uh, which are used for drying food. 
Uh, people with coliac disease are unable to digest gluten properly, and they are therefore intolerant of it, my roommate being one of them. There may also be a psychological factor involving a food intolerance. For example, some people are simply unable to swallow certain foods without any obvious physical cause. Like for me, if I ever deal with like raw chicken for whatever reason and that causes salmonella poisoning, even if it doesn't last that long for a while, I will not be able to eat chicken. So, uh, anyway, identifying and manage, managing food aller allergies. Okay, that's the next topic I'm going to cover. Uh, food allergies are are severe enough that identifying their existence isn't often is often not very hard. However, identifying the trigger can be more difficult, not least at least because you cannot risk anaphylactic shock to do so, so there's no point in testing to see if someone's allergic. You know, like, here, eat this, see if you're allergic, and if not, we'll give you a shot. That's not nice. Don't do that. Uh, the key to treating allergies is often avoidance. So it's important to identify the allergen as early as possible if something does happen. Uh, but it doesn't mean take your friend out and test them on every single thing you can find. When it comes to identifying allergens, there are two main tests for allergens. First off, a scratch test, where the skin is exposed to a small amount of the potential allergen to test for a reaction. And the other one is a blood test, which can be used if a blood test is not a, if a skin test isn't appropriate. Uh, the, there are those who have experienced a severe allergic reaction, should therefore, dis, uh, we'll probably, how do I put it, they should therefore discuss this with a doctor to have a test for potential allergens as soon as possible. Okay, the test does not identify the allergen, but also gives an idea of the intensity of the reaction when the reaction is very severe. You may need to do a little more than simple avoiding, simply avoiding the food uh, uh, at all. Okay, for example, it may be necessary to ask schools or workplaces to ensure that they are nut free of whatever it is for the safety of the particular individual so you can make sure uh, they have all they need, uh, especially when they're flying. All right. the list of identifying and managing food intolerances uh, and figuring out what they are. Identifying the food intolerance may be less critical than allergies, but it is also just as hard. There is unlikely to be an immune reaction involved, and therefore there are few, if any, definitive tests for this. I mean, there are too many ways to trigger, identify the triggers, but, you know, and one of them is using food diaries and removing and replacing certain foods. The more usual approach is likely to involve both, Okay. So when using a food diary to identify the potential triggers, um, first off, let me go ahead and add a warning before I go any further. This is best done under the supervision of a trained dietitian or a nutritionist who is more likely to be able to identify the likely trigger. However, as a first step, you can always do this yourself. Um, first things first, over a period of several weeks or a month, keep a diary that sets out everything you eat right down to a biscuit and a cup of tea or coffee and the precise time, okay? Also keep a note of any symptoms that you have, including minor ones, and the time at which they occurred. Try to spot any patterns that are emerging. Are there certain foods, combinations of foods, and even ingredients that seem to cause you particular problems? Also, one other warning. 
Triggers are not always obvious, and it can help. It helps to be aware of the ingredients of what you eat. It's easier to do this when you cook your own food rather than eating ready-made meals or eating out a lot. Okay. If you spot a potential trigger, try cutting it out of your diet for a few days and see what happens. You may find that you have more than one trigger. For example, some people are both lactose and gluten intolerant, and that's actually a thing. Okay? When a food intolerance is very severe, nutritionists sometimes cutting a wide potential a wide range of potential triggers out of your diet all at once. This is designed to allow the symptoms to set uh, time to settle before you add back in potential triggers one at a time to see which ones have an effect. Warning though, okay, this is not something you should try at home without the supervision of a qualified healthcare professional. I know I keep repeating this, but it's very vital because it can lead to problems such as becoming malnourished, uh, malnourished, I can't talk, if you do it for too long. It can also mean that underlying conditions are not diagnosed. Bottom line is this. The best advice if you think you may be suffering from a food intolerance or an allergy is to talk to your doctor and ask for a referral to a special clinic. Okay? You can take my uh, tips into consideration, but that's the best advice I can actually give you. They're, they are best place to help your, you know, these doctors are best place to help you identify the trigger or any underlying condition safely so you don't kill yourself in the process. Okay? That's all I can say on that. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.